0: On this week's episode of Inside Outside Innovation, we sit down with Hega Barnes, Director of Americas at Innovation Norway. Hega and I talk about the new innovations in green tech, clean tech, and electric vehicles, as well as how Norway is working with startups to help grow and support innovation both inside Norway and around the world. Let's get started. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast to help new innovators navigate what's next. Each week, we'll give you a front row seat into what it takes to learn, grow, and thrive in today's world of accelerating change and uncertainty. Join us as we explore, engage, and experiment with the best and the brightest innovators, entrepreneurs, and pioneering businesses. It's time to get started. Welcome to another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. I'm your host, Brian Ardinger, and as always, we have another amazing guest, Today with me is Hega Barnes. She's the Regional Director for Americas at Innovation Norway. Welcome, Hega. Thank you. I'm excited to be
1: here.
0: Hey, we're excited to have you as well. We got connected after the Will Ferrell Super Bowl ad for GM, where Will was declared that he was coming after Norway. And uh, so we wanted to set the record straight and go straight to the source and see what's actually happening when it comes to the world of innovation in Norway. So what is Innovation Norway?
1: Yeah, the whole EV campaign <laughs> we Will Clare was sort of funny though, and we were very, very happy to tag along in that and and sort of play along and and have some fun. But it is actually true the way that we develop uh, the country, and the green innovations. Our slogan is "Powered by Nature." You know that's how we live and how we develop our destination. But Innovation Norway, yeah, it's the government entity for trade and industries. So we are sort of the trade council, invest in Norway. We are the tourist boards and the development uh, agency for Norway. So we help companies from birth to success, to growth, to global success. So we have offices all over Norway and in 30 countries, uh, I think, uh, all over the world. We work very efficiently within the unique sort of um, competence areas that we have in Norway, where we see that we are stronger and have competitive advantages. And then we match that with the opportunity areas in the markets we are in. So I'm representing America. So we look at what's happening in U.S., Canada, and Brazil in in particular. Looking at all the developments and and matching that with what competency where we can compete and use our resources efficiently.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And obviously, probably a lot of us aren't familiar with everything that's going on within Norway. We hear of green tech and clean tech and a lot around the electric vehicles. I think Mm -hmm. you're the largest market share of electric vehicles in the world. And I believe you're also expanding into other areas like the first fully electric autonomous container ship so what's happening in norway that makes it this destination or a destination for some of the new mm-hmm. technologies when it comes to green and, and clean tech
1: it all based on again what i said it is like this power by nature sort of mentality that we have after we discovered oil and became this big offshore industry we are now seeing that we need to move beyond that we need to transition from an industry heavily Dependent on fossil fuel into new green technologies, into new greener solutions. So, in addition to the whole offshore industry, sort of technology and deep insight that we have, we've also always been a seafaring nation and shipbuilding nation. So, the whole maritime sphere, the whole innovation above water and underwater has been, in addition to aquaculture, has been sort of core of who Norway is and, and our industry and the development uh, that we've had. We live in a big country with a lot of space, so we had to innovate to sort of survive. And uh, we built up the industry and the, we built our communities, basically, the whole destination development over the last few years with this as sort of as a fundament. And we are a destination or a country that's full of smart engineers, you know, engineers that are used to working in even harsh conditions, you know, half the countries about the Arctic Circle we're working out deep into the ocean areas and underwater and cold water temperatures. And we have the four, really four distinct seasons. We're used to working in tough conditions. And with these sort of engineering mentality, we have now shifted from sort of traditional industries into new technologies, new greener technologies and, and uh, solutions, smart solutions across sectors and industry as well. Mm-hmm. And this has been driven a lot by the government. A lot of this is mandated by a government, by people themselves. People want a greener development. They want a sustainable development of our economy, our, our society, and our industries. So when they ma- so this whole government policies meeting the locals' demands and, and want has led to, uh, to innovation in certain areas that has uh, actually been very successful for us.
0: Can you talk a little bit about some of the programs that have helped businesses or helped uh, entrepreneurs set up and or get moving when it comes to this? What are some of the things that the Innovation Norway actually does?
1: So again, we can help companies. We have offices in all the different regions in Norway. So we can help companies fund and, and launch their programs. But we also build communities. We build ecosystems. So we can fund clusters and networks and sort of smart innovation groups uh, from a research stage to actual commercialization stage. And these sort of clusters, they learn from each other. They learn and grow together. And we can fund this environment and help sort of support this environment. We can also add competencies, you know. We have uh, qualified staff that can help companies scale and grow together with the industry. And this is probably the the success of the model is the trust that we have in society. So we work a lot with government and private industry. And private industry and government together actually makes things happen. And it makes it happen in a uh, speedier fashion than a lot of other countries like. Here in the u.s
0: so are mo- most of your programs focused on helping uh, norwegian companies get off the ground and move to the united states and get market share in that or are you working with companies like in other countries that want to work and build things in norway
1: so both um you know we want to, to help our smart sort of companies that comes from a a green shipping cluster you know we see that they can win big contracts abroad We work with the offshore wind development on the east coast here you know and we know that a lot of these companies smaller uh, larger companies have an opportunity in the value chains of the development so how can we actually get those companies and how can we help them get a a better and more efficient access to the market here but at the same time we are leading in this field you know we have the expertise we've done this uh, many times over and we have Competencies from several sectors that works into the towards the offshore wind or the the smart transport or smart mobility industries so we can help that also uh, match their companies and bring American companies to Norway to learn and scale and grow their business there mm-hmm. we work both with sort of that uh, investing angle and fDI angle and, and particularly maybe in that destination you know to test yeah. their products and services yeah
0: and you mentioned obviously that a lot of it's government driven but this idea of public private partnerships and that. Can you talk how that kind of comes together? Talk a little bit more about how that actually works.
1: In many cases, it works so that the government, either through us or any of the other sort of entities in order from research to development, they get funds that are earmarked towards certain things, either a faith to help companies scale and grow or to build out their products, to test and grow and scale their innovative products. And they can do that again in a cluster or a network. And then we are coming in with funding, we put requirements, we put, uh, you know, you need to do this and that and that to qualify. And then the private industry applies for that fund. And they need to follow these certain rules and guidelines. We also have investment arms, or help give investment to two uh, promising startups. And we can give that also to private or semi-private entities or organizations in the different regions that can apply for funds that they then allocate to companies or uh, to do an accelerator program we also work which is important that we work in in the nordic fashion and among other in the sort of this whole energy the um, smart transportation on the ocean we have a zero emission energy distribution at sea program that nordic innovation which is the innovation arm of the nordic council of ministers of up. so then that's bringing nordic technologies uh, together you know we're a small country right. but together with all the other nordic countries we're suddenly 25 million people And then you're starting to have a little more of a scale that you can work with. So they bring different entities, different experiences to the table and then sort of they can fund it as well. Again, with certain requirements and then the industry can apply. Larger companies or a port authority can apply for funds or one private company that will also sort of build up an infrastructure or a supply chain can apply for funds from that. A lot of this is also set up in an accelerated way so that we can actually add competence to them. You know, a lot of companies know the product part. And this is sort of a Nordic phenomenon. We're really good engineers. We're really good on yeah. the technology, but we're not so good at marketing and selling it, you know, so actually telling our story. So we're helping them in that sort of commercialization phase of, of marketing and selling their technologies and finding the right product market fit, finding their right market
0: and scaling opportunities. That makes a ton of sense. And obviously, we hear a lot also about like Sweden. Uh, and you men- mentioned the other Nordic countries. You know, There's a number of unicorn companies, startups that have come out of Sweden. And it's interesting to see all that innovation coming out from the Nordic countries out there. Can you talk a little bit more about the startup ecosystem there? And what's it like to be a startup in Norway? What's the state of venture capital? What are the, some of the things that you're seeing good, bad, or indifferent that are happening there?
1: Sweden has been the big brother and in consumer goods in particular you know a little more outreach we are the sort of the b2b kind of guys you know (laughs) the tech nerds the the engineers that building the whole sort of back office system of things so that's sort of the main difference we have a lot of smart technology and software solutions that are more on the b2b market but the ecosystem in norway is growing tremendously uh, fast and we've seen now there was actually a story in the the, uh, major business paper today and how during COVID and Corona, how many of that have just jumped on these trends of starting their own companies and building their own companies. Yeah. The support system, I think, is the most important for that. The awareness of being an entrepreneur, how the ecosystem together, how when you put investors, smart, smart money behind the, a company and supporting it, putting it into a system where you learn from each other, the peer to peer learning is important, mm-hmm. you know, coming into these right environments to help them grow. We also see that we have benefits of locating a lot of these sort of clusters and startup communities and building an ecosystem in the district, not the districts, but not in Oslo. So there's a a maritime cluster in Bergen because that's sort of the biggest port on the West Coast. There's a lot of companies that are already there. There's some bigger um, capital funds there that actually used to working with the maritime industry. So you match the right competencies with the the companies uh, that are there. And the same thing, that's where the shipyards are, you know, now we're building all this. I think there's 60 new electric ferries in the uh, works. This whole steeds program I told you about, there's autonomous ferries that with ammonia ship, you know, they're being built, all these things. So the competency is actually not sitting in Oslo, but it's actually sitting in the, the port city. So then we're trying to sort of shift the environment also to spread the development, the, the economic development throughout the country.
0: Are you having similar issues when it comes to like brain drain where Norwegian startups want to you know, move to America or, or other parts of Europe or, or Asia and you're losing some of your talent or have you been very effective at kind of keeping that talent in Norway?
1: So we saw a, a big brain drain over the last 10 years or something where everybody wants to go to the U.S. Everybody wants to go to Silicon Valley or yeah. go to New York or these things are happening. But now we're seeing a shift there as well, that we're more staying at home. They're gaining their access to this competence, to the environment, to the ecosystem, to the support system at home, and then coming abroad. It sort of goes cyclical a little bit, but now as there's more of these bigger accelerated funds establishing in Oslo in particular, or in in Norway, then we see that they stay there first. But we also have the mind that a lot of our smart Entrepreneurs, the founders, they should go abroad. You know, they should gain that right. experience. They should get a different mindset and learn that. And we know a lot of them that goes abroad and start a company. They come back, and then they change. You know, they they start another company. They bring their knowledge and and competence back to Norway, and that's hugely valuable. So yes, there's a brain drain, but a lot of that brain drain is actually returning.
0: Uh, my wife is actually Norwegian. Her great grandfather came from Norway to settle here in, in Nebraska, and that's so we're. I'm personally excited about the brain drain and (laughs) we'd love to get back there to to Norway.
1: How exciting.
0: I have a question on the pandemic and how has that affected Norway's innovation efforts?
1: So it has been tough, definitely. And a lot of companies and particularly companies that have uh, industrial projects abroad or something where they actually need to travel and meet companies. We've seen, though, a lot of our companies are shifting and selling uh, online or digital, using digital distribution channels are much more effective. So that's actually where we have used a lot of resources and shifting the mindset, working with them on their competencies. Okay, so you can't be there in person, but how can you actually sell using a digital platform? Even if it's a B2B or direct to consumers, can you change your sort of whole business model or pivot and change your messaging a little bit and, and all that? So we've seen the business stagnant during the first phase of it. And then now it's actually picking up again. As I said, there's a lot more companies starting up and they think they're getting smarter and getting around it. But there's also be aware that in Norway, it was not a lot in the beginning when we noticed it here in the U.S. The case numbers were very low in Norway, the same sort of over the summer. Now it's very uh, intense over there. So now they actually have a higher um, level of cases than they had before than we have had. And all of Europe, except for UK and a few other countries, are slower in the vaccine distribution, you know. So they're a little bit of concern that this is stretching out a little bit longer.
0: Absolutely.
1: But I think the pandemic has affected everybody equally across the world. The thing with Norway is that we have a good support system, you know. They are taken care of. There's a lot of funds being put into it. They got a lot of crisis package. Nothing is perfect. But there's been a new package coming for a new package system and help support that. So that, I guess there's a lot of opinions there whether it's been good or bad, but it's been in effect. The government yeah. has been
0: on the case. And the good thing about disruption, however you know bad it is, it forces folks to be yep. more innovative and, and think differently about the problems that they're facing and and forces action a lot of times. So it'll be yep. interesting to see how everybody comes out of this. I guess the last question I wanna talk about is how can companies in the U.S. learn from or work with things that are going on well in Norway when it comes to innovation? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. As with anything, I think a dialogue, you know, that's the best thing, finding a meeting place or, or joining in on some uh, some of these um, chat forums or whatever that is, and meeting up, teaming up with some of these organizations. And there's interest for us, you know, for whether you're into smart mobility or whether it's software, B2B, for whatever it is. So there's different for us that you can join in. And that, that personal dialogue, I think, is key. And that's what we're seeing us through the pandemic, is, is there for sure. But we are also using a lot of tools. And there's one, theexplorer.no, where we share all the smart solutions out of Norway. I and mean, you can actually reach the companies and the people in Norway. So we are trying to share. What we know is to share. It's, of course, a sales channel as well. But it's also an open sort of innovation portal that you can see what is happening. You can look at the different solutions and you can start a dialogue with a potential partner and customer. We see a lot of what we're doing is also this whole sustainable. So we're trying to educate why is this, this whole EV uh, campaign, you know, why is Norway so and why is 50 percent of the Norwegian population or why is 50 percent of new cars being sold being electric? You know, yes, yeah, there's incentives from the government, you know, that's helped that drive that along for sure. But it's also this whole awareness of sustainability of the government, of the pi- private, of industry sort of facilitating all this. And that information is widely available and we're happy to share. any.
0: I've just been impressed with you know, things that are coming out of Norway. I saw the University of Norway had a brilliant ad campaign in response yep. to the GM commercial as well, t- talking about the country and embracing this innovation mindset and that. So I'm super glad that you had a chance to come on Inside Outside Innovation and share what's going on in a little bit different place in the world and help us understand what's going on over there and, and vice versa. If people want to find out more about yourself or about Innovation Norway, what's the best way to do that?
1: So innovationNorway.no, you can find all of us. I'm also on LinkedIn, Hege Barnes, or TheExplorer.no. That's actually all green solutions to the world from Norway. Excellent. So that's why we share all that. So. But you can find us openly on innovationNorway.no, any of our colleagues or myself. I'm happy to continue this conversation.
0: I'm sure we will look you up. Hege, thank you again for being on Inside Outside Innovation. I look forward to continuing the conversation.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here.